Yes, everybody, welcome back. Well, I say welcome back. Welcome along to the first proper episode, season three, episode one of Are You Okay, Mate? Before I go any further, I just want to tell you who I'm joined by. Joined by a man like Sam Squires. Oh, make sure that you hit the like and subscribe buttons. Get my socials down here. Get Sam's socials down there. Hi. Sam. Down by. Are you, are you okay, mate? I am. I, I'm feeling good within myself, but yeah. I think there's little bits of, like, there's different elements of life where I work that are doing a bit better. But generally, as a whole, I feel like I'm doing all right. Good. Good, good. Well, like I say, this is our first episode. We're in the studio. Yeah. So <laughs> we started off in my bedroom, and we're now in the studio. And big shout out to Shifties and all the guys over there for linking us up today. So, like I say, um, this is out on YouTube as well. So this is out. We've done a pilot last week with young Rico. You're my first proper guest. So, yeah, without further ado, there's a few things I want to talk to you about. Firstly, I want to talk about how me and you met. That was quite a weird one, right? Yeah, that was very sponto. Very sponto. Um, so, before I th- in fact, before I do that, tell us who Sam Squire is. So Sam Squire is a 21-year-old, open-minded, mature, aspiring man. Wanted to do great things for the world. Um, so yeah, I'm. I was a uh, footballer, professional footballer for Cambridge United. I got let go. I then became a youth worker for a year and a half, coaching and sitting by young people. Yeah. To get off the streets of football. Yeah. And then uh, I started viral survivor yeah. um, after I got a burst rate training for the first time probably doing like a third year nice, um, nice. so yeah that's me in a nutshell that's that's you in a small nutshell uh, and what a very pleasant nutshell it is and and I'm glad to now call you one of my pals yeah man. like really happy to call you one of my pals but let's talk about the sticky situation where me and you first met very spontaneous very random <laughs> like it was it was quite a weird one for me because like I believe that you, the universe will bring people together yeah. that, that are supposed to be together, that are supposed to, supposed to meet. And I saw you in the gym, right? Yeah. Do you remember? Change room vibes. <laughs> Change, like, and it's always a bit of a sticky one. Yeah. So I saw you in the... It, it's weird, actually, because I've been seeing you for a while, like, coming in and out of the gym and, like, just obviously you, you see people who are regular. Mm. And then I read an article one day mm. about you, and I was like, Oh, okay, so tying in with my beliefs, this guy has been on a, a similar-esque type journey. Mm. And I'm like, let me talk to this guy. And it was a bit of a weird one. Like, how do you approach a geezer in a changing room of a gym without trying to move to yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> do you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Like, without it being weird. But no, I'm, I'm really glad that, that we did meet. Um, which leads me on to my first proper discussion point, really, pal is I want to talk about your experiences with mental health. Mm -hmm. So if you can just tell us about that and about your journey Mm -hmm. and about why you were so passionate and still are so passionate Mm -hmm. about mental health. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, So I'll start with myself, actually. Yeah, My personal experiences. So for a long time, well, until probably about the age of 16, Mm -hmm. I didn't know. I got educated on mental health. Yeah. And until until though that moment, 
I then realised that I had poor mental health at times. I yeah. had good mental health and that I had anxiety, but I didn't realise it was anxiety. Um, so, yeah, I've definitely been through stages of... I, I definitely have been depressed at times, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't in a position where my self-awareness was at a point where I realised. Yeah. Um, so that's me personally, and still to this day, um, it's on a spectrum. Like I think a lot of people realise that when, when everyone has mental health, like they have physical health, but of your physical health, you can almost, you can see that obviously you can go to the gym, you can work out a lot, you can see that, whereas mentally you can't see that, you can't see that you're still doing the right thing. Yeah, exactly mind. that. So I, I believe our mental health, if we as an example it's on a spectrum so like just say this is good mental health and that's poor mental health even in the course of a morning you could be there then there it's constantly Absolutely, up and down yeah. and I think great analogy man sometimes you want to use techniques and um, all, uh, discussions like this to, to keep yourself there all the time but obviously life can have its setbacks and obviously coming on to why I'm so passionate about that when I was 15 years old, my mum died during childbirth. Okay. Um, and on, basically, I don't mind sharing this story either because I feel like it's something that persisted to do to me now. Yeah. And I have done before, but I did, I've done a lot of inner work on this and I've pieced bits of the puzzle that almost yielded my self-awareness even more yeah. about this. Um, so... Basically, one one day I came home from school, as I as I normally would, bike home from school, got in. Almost every single day, my mum would be at home. She worked from home. Yeah. And then, um, waited a, a few hours went by. I got some time on the toilet, and I put my shoes on, etc. And then, I don't know, like in intuitively, something didn't feel right. Yeah. I couldn't put. I couldn't put something on why. Okay. I was watching the telly going. Bit weird, he rung her a few times, um, and then my dad came back from work. He around five o'clock, again, an hour went by. He was thinking, Oh, where is she? And then we were both sitting down, and the phone rang, and it was the emergency services. And then my dad got off the phone and told me, Mum's in hospital, she's not responding. I found her in Bentham Regis. Um, and obviously, like that was just a massive shock. You just 15 at the time, yeah. Right? Neither of us knew why she was found by so records. Did, did you have any idea as that you might be an unwell? Or? No, okay. So, an hour later, we're at the hospital, and my dad obviously asked me, Do you want to see your mum in this position? And I thought, Well, am I going to see her again? Yeah, so I took that opportunity and. She was in a position where she wasn't responding to me and didn't know who I was. And for me personally, to see someone you love in that position is like heartbreaking. Yeah. But what was even more heartbreaking was then seeing what she had done and the reasons for doing so. Okay. And finding out that she tried to commit suicide without knowing, without seeing any of the signs of what you're saying now. Did you realise that she was... Yeah, and I got I I got I went to bed that that night actually 
not mind if I say again. And for me, like it still hurts me now. Of course, but yeah. that was one of the hard. That was the hardest day of my life. But yeah. flipping it, that was the best day of my life because that mm. was the life. That was the t- that was the day I woke up. As in, like I realized how precious life is and how precious she was to me and that just shifted my whole mindset in my life and actually improved so many other aspects of my life yeah um but i used that energy i'm so grateful that my mum's here like every day like i'm just i look sometimes i just look at her i'm just like you're here yeah like it makes me upset now just thinking about it but that energy that I get from that is like I want to channel it into like helping other people one become aware of others but most importantly become aware of yourself absolutely um and that's so I started this journey um like helping other people in that aspect when I finished my um education as a scholar at Cambridge Market I had finished a few months early and I thought okay how can I positively channel my this spare time I have could I get a FIFA or could I go and do something else with my life and that's when I began working with Cambridge United Community Trust and in, in they basically pioneered a mental health um, workshop in schools and like school workshops and that's where it's all started so yeah I just wanted in all honesty I was looking back at my old self yeah going at 16 15 13 i did not know what mental health was and had no had no idea of techniques about how i could benefit mine and other people's mental health yeah and i was like if i could literally help sit at a classroom with me and i could help one person Mm. help themselves or help a family member like my like my mum and that was it like and then that's that's it and i hope that i have achieved that um, but for me, that was the main purpose of it. Yeah. Do you know what, man? Like, thank you for sharing that, by the way, because it's it, it's tough, man. Mm. And um, I knew bits, but I didn't know how deep. And like, massive. I've got huge respect for you, anyway. And like, massive, massive respect for sharing that. And thank you. And there'll be someone watching this and listening to this that that will need to listen to it. And yeah. that's what it's all about. It's about that one person mm. listening. And I'm so glad your mum was still here. Mm. And, yeah, and and the journey has put you on. Like I always say, like, everything's interconnected in life. Yeah. And there is a reason you had to experience that. So you could go on to achieve what you're achieving yeah. now. And, and, like, I love the work you do, man. And, like, every time I speak to you, I'm just like, this kid is insane. <laughs> like, like, I'm so glad that I moved to you that day in the yeah. gym in a, in a no-homo way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even then, like... I, what you're saying about interconnection and stuff like that, yeah. like how even after speaking for thirty seconds, it's like, all right, we'll go for a coffee, like, yeah. and it was just w- and weird and how we've kind of crossed paths and seen each other, like when we we organised this podcast, yeah, of course. The next day, I was like seeing you in the car, like as passing like, yeah, each yeah. other, yeah, man, yeah. nah, exactly, <laughs> and it's just how things, like you say, it's all interconnecting, and and I'm so glad that you're on the journey you're on, and and it's like every time I speak to you. Like it's really, really nice and really heartwarming to hear. Um, but yeah, now big up for the work that you've done and, and your attitude and outlook on life is phenomenal for a twenty year old, twenty one year old young man.
plan to, to think like that. And I can only hope that my two sons, at the age of 21, carry themselves in the same level of maturity and the same level of understanding that you do. Because that's credit to your parents and credit to your mum for still being here. So so big up Sam's mumsy as well, <laughs> by the way. Big up Sam's mumsy. Um, so football. Yeah. I'm starting to move into the football world now. So starting to, you know, me and you had a great discussion about football. Mm-hmm. And just briefly, talk to me about, I say briefly, it's only because like we're going to run out. I could talk to you for hours, yeah, by yeah. the way. Um, about the attitude towards mental health and football. Like, do you think it's where it should be? Or do you think there's work to be done? I think there's, like I don't think there's always work to be done, but... I think awareness is, uh, I think that around the whole of the UK, I think anyway, that the awareness of it is rising about, about educating and stuff like that, but it's all well and good educating and educating people, but okay, we have the knowledge, but then where's the action after you have acquired the knowledge? Oh my God, right, so <coughs> you've just hit the nail on my head, on the head, right? I spoke with someone last year about that word, awareness. I'm sick of the word. Mm-hmm. Like, and I mean that in the nicest way, Sam. Like, but everything's awareness. Mm-hmm. Like, awareness is gone. We're all aware. And we are. Uh, and as a society, I think we're getting better in dealing with mental health. Mm-hmm. Let's action yeah. now. Let's I start looking after people. Yeah, I, I feel like there was pe- good people with good hearts started the awareness yeah. um, project or journey and then I believe that this is my belief anyway and I, ho- and I hold to my belief and I'm saying this is speaking my truth but I believe I believe now it should only talk about 25 for awareness and that's and then therefore that's lacked the real good hearted action to actually why we want to get it and, and the, the cause uh, that's my belief so I read a quote <coughs> by Tyrone Minks last week mm-hmm. it was actually he come out and did it, he made this quote in 2020, but I didn't realize that Tyrone Mings was paying out of his own pocket for therapy, and is in, in his own words, excuse me, football doesn't give a shit about mental health. Mm. That was Tyrone Mings' own words. Mm. You can quote me. You can go on on for me to read an England international say that, and you've got other players off the top of my head, Danny Rose, NWL documentary. Wayne Rooney came out and spoke about his mental health problems. Mm-hmm. These are big names for yeah. football. If players at that level aren't having the right support and right access to mental health support, what's it like in the lower leagues, in yeah. the League One yeah. and League Two, yeah. the football contexts? Mm-hmm. What's it like down there? Because I spoke with Barry Fry uh, last year speaking about this exact thing. And I said to him, I said, Baz, like, when a footballer let gets let go, this is that's their life, mm. playing a ball, playing football. When they get let go, is there any pastoral care there? But then a conversation I had with you in January has stuck in my mind, and I wanted to talk about it today. Mm-hmm. We were talking about opening up within the football club. 
at training. And when you said to me, if you as a scholar going for a contract, you're an established player going for a contract, mm. and I was going for a contract at the same time, you wouldn't open up about a mental health battle for fear of that being used against you. Mm. And that statement, in its simplicity, was really quite profound. Mm. Because that all that said to me is it's still stigmatised within the game. So despite the Heads Up campaign, despite Prince William, who's the chairman of the FA, making all of this, and, and he done loads, by the way, if you don't mind. Before anyone goes at me in the comments, I'm not getting at Prince William. Mm. Like, for that stigma still to exist, so what do you think needs to be done within football? I think... From an ex-player's point of view. So when you... St after you... I think instead of looking at a player as an asset to a football club, you just need to look at them as a human being. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I'm still, it doesn't, I can't get my head around why a football club would not look at someone as a person. As a person. Because at the end of the day, when you get that right, everything else will come around the pitch. Whereas they're trying to get everything out here, which is actually probably. Screw it, like screwing everything up. So we, so Tyrone Mings, for example, I actually rate Tyrone Mings, by the way, as a centre half. If his head's not right, we're expecting him to perform yeah. at top level, Premier League, week in, week out. Mm. And on top of that, we're expecting him to put on an England jersey mm. and then go and perform at England. So, to sum this up in your words, well, so I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but to sum this up, there's work that needs to be done. Yeah, for sure. I think. Uh, a, per a person centered approach would be okay. There we go. Person centered approach. That's yeah. a great answer. Thank yeah. you, man. But uh, what I would say is, from my experience, because I was given the tools to access services, yeah. Um, like I'll ha I'll happily be I'll be honest. I received counselling last year um, for things that like we spoke about, but I never dealt with when I was younger because I was like, oh, it's just like a happens all the time yeah um from september to december the pfa granted me 12 free counseling sessions and okay. and that is um any player can access those services but i don't think even then about awareness there's we're still at that stage because not everyone's aware that they can access that that yeah and that's just for footballers so what's that and we've had this conversation about just as a, as a citizen country absolutely how you can't even access those services for free for that for, for those sessions you know yeah. what i mean so in all in some sense a, a footballer is, is in a privileged position and it's still not at a level of course <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. so what i will say is through the discussions that i've just literally been having last week mm. i i know of one club in particular like i spoke i spoke to their safeguarding officer and the work that they're doing is fantastic. So to put your mind at ease a little bit, I yeah. guess that they are trying and, and it will take time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, no, that was a great answer. Thanks for sharing that. Right, so this is the bit that I'm really, I've been buzzing to talk to you about. Mm -hmm. Is, again, like your level of maturity like astounds me when I talk to you. Mm -hmm. Like I forget I'm talking to a 21-year-old. And please take that in the nicest possible yeah, yeah, yeah. way. So your... Again, a discussion we last had in the car on the way to Cambridge mm -hmm. about living your truth and 
how that affects you mentally. I want to share something with you. Mm-hmm. That again, everything's interconnected and all things happen for a reason. Last week, I was searching for something on my phone. I was going through some old messages on Instagram searching for something. Mm-hmm. And I came across a message exchange with someone very important in my life. I'm not going to name them. And something went wrong between me and this person two years ago. Mm-hmm. Never really quite been able to get my head around it. So I started naturally scrolling back through messages. Mm-hmm. And I then realised that two years ago I wasn't living my truth. And how much that affected me mentally in the sense that I was putting across a message to strangers, but privately, yeah. that wasn't aligning. Yeah. And the stress that caused me mentally made me massively unwell, by the way. Looking back on it two years later, I'm like, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. You were putting a message out, but you weren't living within yeah. your truth and your beliefs weren't aligning to how you were living your life. Mm-hmm. Now, that's hard. That's hard. And which is going to bring me to you. Mm-hmm. Tell me your experience. Recently, this has happened to you, yeah, right? Yeah. About living your truth and how that's made you now feel that everything's realigned mm-hmm. back up. Yeah. Um, like this is, like I say, proper difficult. And I came, I almost came to a, like a, a, a mirror. Like I had to look in the mirror at the start of this year because I started my Spiral Sky stuff literally probably l- this time last year. Yeah. Started the page, putting out content. And I, and I actually, in that mo- moment, I was living my truth. I was, whatever I was posting, I was living by it. And, and I started off brilliant in that journey. And then uh, a situation happened in my life that was out of my control. Um, however, I think it had a, from doing the counselling, I unpacked it and subconsciously it affected me. Mm-hmm. And I was, the trauma from that situation caused me to escape through um, negative negative things and because of that it derailed me from this yeah. train track I started on yeah. um, and until even though I was going through the counselling unpacking it all it was actually I got COVID at the start of this year and in some ways that was probably the biggest blessing I've, I've had for a long time because it because I was isolating so long I hadn't actually sat with myself and I used to read I used to meditate a lot and stuff like that and until and I faced that mirror and it was like whoa like you've you've been you're you're over here and you you could be you could have been here but you're here so then I had to look back at where I was in my life in this element in this part of my life and I was like what I don't want that next year I mean so then don't live like this yeah so literally like in that moment, I was like, nah, I'm not having that. And I had to grab, one, I had to kind of grab my, my throw the ego, actually grab my ego and look at look at it and go. And that's hard, yeah, right? Yeah, so hard. That's so hard when you have to, like, really again, nice. it's not until I looked back through these messages from this, to this exact this individual yeah. that at the time I didn't realise the damage I was causing 
all through not living my own truth. And when you have to be fronted up by your own ego, mm. it's a hard conversation to have with yeah. yourself. Yeah. And when you do have it with yourself, it's like you almost feel like you're putting yourself on the naughty step, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, nah, it's time to bring everything back in line. Yeah. So now you are back in line with yourself. Like, mm. does it give you the ability to look back and go, yeah, I weren't doing the right things. Mm-hmm. Now I'm, I'm, I've realigned everything and I'm living how I want to. Mm-hmm. This is my um, outlook on things. But like a bit like what happened to my mum, she's quite strange. Like, I used to think I was really strange and had this outlook, but the worst moments in my life have been my biggest blessings because they've given me lessons which are like you can't buy it Absolutely. and like you go back to these moments like and it's almost like you w- even when you're in that moment you're like this is the these are these moments where you know in 10 years 15 years 20 years i can go this this that. is the bam that yeah. was the moment yeah and that's where like the shit that's where like the rocket like flies and i believe that there's always look at um, a situation from a different perspective um, and with ev- in every rootful um, and negative situation there's always light within the darkness and like and for me I think even if you, you if you even if you have come off the path it's a positive that you you're aware enough that you've come off the path and actually like you said, if you're swimming for the messages and you have that, you have that sensation in your body, that's a positive because that's yeah. like, Jamie, like this is it's almost like a feeling of like you yeah. need to come back. Yeah, definitely. And just having that awareness within yourself. And it's crazy because two years down the line, I didn't think that I would, I would need another lesson. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And although it weren't a lesson in the sense that. Right, you need to change because I've changed massively. I'm not the person I was two years ago. But it was more the affirmation that I've changed. It was more the, the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It was like the realisation. When I look back, I was like, actually, yeah, this happened because I wasn't living in my truth. And and I just want to go on record saying that that I'm sorry I wasn't living in my truth at that Mm. time. But everything happens for a reason. I'm so glad now that I can reflect on that. Mm. And realise it was a lesson, mm-hmm. just, just you know, for the better. Um, Sam, I'm gonna have to end it here, okay. mate. I could talk to you for hours and hours. This definitely, I think I'm gonna have to get you back for a part two. <laughs> there's so much I want to talk about. Um, thank you so much, bro. Cheers, bro. Obviously, the name Cheers, of the podcast bro. is "Are You Okay, Mate." One thing I want you to do is get your phone out after this. Mm-hmm. I want you to check in on someone who's not spoke to you in a while. Just ask if they're right. Okay, guys, thank you so much. Um, yeah, like I say, hit the like and subscribe subscribe button. I'll be back next week. Got a, got a really really good guest. Like again, big up Sam. Go and follow him on his socials. Dad down there. Um, and yeah, I'll catch you later. Cheers, guys.